I'ma get it poppin', don't stop me No, oh, turning up every weekend, it's a party Turn up Cause this your moment It's a happy night show It's a happy night show It's yeah. a happy night show It's yeah. a happy night show It's a happy night show It's a happy night show It's a happy night show Up close and personal With all your favorite celebrities On the hottest weekend party show in the city The Abbey Night Show You're listening to all the hits on the number one party show in the city, The Abby Night Show. Tell a friend. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to one of my favorite people in the entire world, literally. <laughs> Lucky Church himself, he's like the industry's best kept hidden gem. So if you didn't know, now you do. How you doing? I'm good, Queen. I'm just happy to be on this show with you because you know I'm a fan of yours. I absolutely love you and you are a brilliant young queen. And to see you blossoming and growing is just, that's one of the highlights of my life. I, I love this. And thank you for having me on your show. I'm just trying to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> uh, I think we all trying to be like each other. Iron chopping iron, remember that. Right. <laughs> and it's it's crazy to think that we first became acquainted like six years ago. Time's gone by know, that fast. I, that fast. And you bought me some clients back in the day, and that's when I was working with LGPR. For those that don't know, yeah. LGPR. Um, I was running a couple of divisions at her company and growing in the industry. And that's when our worlds collided, and then we became friends. We did. And it's been one of the best friendships ever. I know. Like I said, a lot of people may not be familiar with you on the outward aspect because, you know, celebrities are all over the place. But in the industry, the who's who all know who you are. Hands down, one of the kindest people. Always, always great sense of humor. Your videos take me out every time. And like an endless amount of integrity and humility, which I feel like the industry in large parts is really missing. So yes. I'm so excited to get all up in your business today. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Lucky has no filter, you guys. He's moving around. He's in the airport right now. He has no excuses for anything. He's like, it's go time anytime. So super excited to kind of learn a little bit about his journey and what's led him to this point. I mean, so let's talk about where you grew up, where you're from. Describe your childhood. What was that like? Oh, man. Um, my childhood was a journey in itself, if I can just uh, say it so bluntly. Yeah. Um, but I grew up, was born in pretty much in Harlem, um, Harlem Hospital. Um, raised most of my life in the Bronx, New York, though. Um, I spent the first couple years in Harlem, much, I don't have too many real memories because I was so young, but there are highlights that pop out. Like, I mean, I did, this may be a little graphic, but like the first time I learned to pee on a tree, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a milestone for us men. You know what I mean? You remember that moment when dad walks you up to the tree and said, you can pee right here. And you're like, <laughs> yes, like outside, this is the moment. This is cool. Um, but then I was moved to the Bronx, and it kind of was an abrupt movement um, because my mom at the time, she couldn't really take care of me and my brother. Um, and a lot of people would be mad at their parents for the way she left us. You know, she kind of just dropped us off at my aunt's house, and she was like, you know, I'm going to get some milk. I'll be right back. And she never came back. And wow. where, other, where others would be upset about that situation, um, hindsight being 2020, because I was never really mad at my mom, mm -hmm. because I didn't understand why I should be mad about something. Um, but I think it was responsible of her to drop us somewhere, knowing that she couldn't take care of us because she was heavily addicted to drugs at the time. And, um, you know, she she led us to have 
what probably was a better life for us, despite the craziness we went through with our grandparents, because our grandparents were a little much. Um, very heavy church growing up, you know, that household with the Reverend Simons and having to be under the regime of the Baptist church, um, for lack of better terminology. But, um, you know, I, I thank her for dropping us off and having the mindset to understand that she couldn't take care of us and that she would have probably just had us in some crazy situations and to be able to let us go um, and send us to people that she trusted. Um, you know, I can do nothing but commend her for that, you know? Because right. life could have definitely been far worse had we ended up watching her do drugs all the time and, you know what I mean? Um, and who knows what we would have picked up just by being around her. So right. I think it took courage for her to do what she did and move us into my grandparents' house. Um, growing up with my grandparents was a little crazy too. Like I said, uh, the very strict Baptist church household. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like church on Sundays, church on Wednesdays, church whatever the hell we say it. Get up and we're going to do this hallelujah right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I'm very, very... I'm very spiritual, as we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, I'm just not as much religious anymore, just because I've been more behind the scenes. So I have a little bit more access to behind the scenes yeah. and the money grab of it all. But mm-hmm. I do understand that God is real at the same time. Right. Um, and I know this in my life because of the things I've been through. And everything that I went through in my childhood, no matter how bad the moment may have been with the, from the abuse, um, you know, from the sexual abuse to the physical abuse. I know that those things were meant to build me into the person that I am today. I don't use those things as crutches or excuses to do wrong or to harm people. I just take it as lessons that can allow me to relate to people who have been through what I've been through, or not, maybe been through worse. Because as bad as we all think our situations are at times, you know, there's always somebody that's been through a lot worse than you've been through. So I'm just thankful to be a survivor of the trauma of my childhood and um, still dealing with some of the issues. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. But... I'm definitely a better man today. <laughs> wow. That's, you see what I'm talking about? Beautiful inside and out. Not many people would have the type of outlook that you have just on people in life. You know, you're so real about it because we're all human beings. People aren't perfect. And um, that's amazing that, you know, you were able to kind of grow up and receive that in that way. In that time that you were living, you know, with family, what was your relationship like with your parents? Was it just your mom that was in the picture? Your dad too? No, well, both my mom and my dad. I, My mom and dad, I have vague memories. You know, anything under five years old, those memories are very vague. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad wasn't really around either. You know, he had his own drug issues and he was the one who actually introduced my mom to drugs. Um, so he was living one place, a Vietnam veteran. You know, he... You know, that's a whole other story, especially with um, minority men. Mm-hmm. Um, their whole experience in the Vietnam War was totally different. So, again, not making excuses for my father, but after I grew up and was old enough to understand what life was like for him and my mom growing up, you know, I couldn't blame them for the decisions that they made, you know what I mean? Because I made some crazy decisions when I was young, too, that um, I don't want to be held responsible for later on in life, especially if I broke past those mistakes mm-hmm. and became a better person. Um, but he was, you know, my dad popped in and I'm out of my life a few times. And the, the longest time I remember spending with him was actually right before he passed away in 91, 92. He came to spend my birthday with me um, on January 15th of that year. And I stayed with him for about five to seven days. And literally, he got sick, dropped me home, went to the hospital the next day and passed away. Wow. And that was like the, the story of my dad. And, and you know, with death, comes a whole new world of questions and scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, and it was no different with my dad. You know, that's when I found out I had other brothers and sisters. Um, I remember being at the funeral, and I remember seeing this guy in a fur coat walk up to the casket. So I was like, oh, no. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, so then, you know, because, you know, when we were young, I was probably like 12, 13 at the time. Yeah. And then I went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom. This is a crazy story. So I walk into the bathroom and I'm using the urinal. My uncle walks up. He's on one side of me. 
And then another guy, the guy with the fur coat, is on the other side of me. So I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> and then my uncle, right at the university, at the urinal, my uncle goes, hey, little Walter, because everybody who doesn't know, my real name is Walter. Mm-hmm. So he goes, hey, little Walter, meet your brother Derek. Derek, meet your brother Walter. And I was like, oh. That's how I'm going to meet my brother. Great great introduction. Like, I mean, you obviously weren't going to shake hands in that moment. I know. (laughs) What do you do? I mean, it's kind of like, did you like put a hand up? Like, like, so I just nodded my head and shook my stuff and washed my hands. And then that was kind of the last I ever saw of my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, for a long time and speaking of the same brother I'm talking about is my brother that actually passed away this year in February oh I'm um, so sorry to hear that and yeah and not knowing that he was a legendary dancer um he's one of the people that came up and helped start the Vogue movement in New York um he was the father of this group called the, the House of LaBeja so he was the father of the House of LaBeja um a very well renowned renowned dancer he trained so many dancers that are actually super successful today but he had a problem with me because he thought I was living this life with my father when he had no idea that I had not, I didn't know my father at all. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he has a different mom for me as well. Um, so it was just, uh, at an early age, I was faced with a lot of problems that adults had to deal with. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, I was able to navigate them. And I don't know how or why, or why I always had this mindset to kind of... Um, just see the bigger picture. I was always able to see the bigger picture, even if I was in a lot of pain. I always knew that something good would eventually come um, if I just believed that it would, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of wished a lot of my pain away. So, um, But that's how I met my brother and then found out I had a sister. I hope you later. didn't meet her in the urinal too. <laughs> well, it's funny though. She was dating a friend of mine at the time, in the music industry, my brother, Freeze the Dreamer, he's not my real brother, but he's like an older mentor. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Free the Dreamer. But he was dating her this whole time, and I was hanging around him in the studio and didn't know that this girl he was dating was my blood sister, who I found out was my sister maybe 10 years after that moment. Oh, my God. Talk about a small world. Insane. Insane. And her mom was actually an executive at Virgin Records, And I was visiting her office every day, okay? Oh, my God. There was a guy named Cristal who discovered Katy Perry. He's a dear friend of mine, Cristal Anapute. So he was managing my band at the time, and I would go into his office every day. And right across the hall was his other office, but the door was always closed. Five years later, I find out that that was my sister's mom the whole time. Wow. And now she's kind of, like, adopted me into her life and... You know, she, my my new mom that I call mom, she's a veteran in the music industry. Uh, my sister, 20 years with Atlantic Records. So we were all running in the same circles and knew the same people, but just didn't know each other. Mind oh, my one. God. I can't even. Well, I mean, Mind. listen, I understand the path that you've had in entertainment. It kind of like all makes sense now. It runs in the family. Yes. Unknowingly. Yes. And the name, the name that I got lucky is like. People say the word lucky, but I consider it blessed because my life has been just an avalanche of beautiful blessings. Even when it seems like I'm being pushed with my back against the wall, somehow a flower grows from the concrete. And I'm like, I'm always in the blessed, so I have no complaints over here. Mm -hmm, For sure. And that's always your attitude, too. Like it's it's not like just a thing that you use conversationally because it sounds good. Like you really do live by that. So, yes. what was the dream as a kid? I mean, you grew into entertainment, but what was the dream when you were a kid? I mean, this is going to be good. If you met your brother at a urinal, I know your childhood dream has got to be insane. Well, this is the truth of the true stories. My goal as a kid was I wanted to be a wizard. <laughs> I am not lying. A oh wizard? my god. I wanted to be a fucking wizard. So I would literally put on capes and like I would, I would take my bathrobe and wrap it around my neck and then I would make like a duff, a fucking crazy wizard hat. And then I would take paper clips and put them on one nail. So that was my wizard finger though. <laughs> I'd be like, over there! And I, 
I was casting spells wearing Spider-Man underwear like it was a fucking trip. Uh, Are there videos of this? I need to see this. <laughs> there might be some from high. There might be some from junior high school. So oh my um, god, elementary school. So I'm pretty sure there's something floating around on VHS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that was the first dream. I just always knew I wanted to be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when I fell in love with music. Yeah. And he, the funny thing is, as a singer, you would think that the singers were the ones that influenced me the most, which they were. But I was actually more influenced by rap than anything else um, to even start singing. And I remember one of the first records um, was Biggie's records, Ready to Die. Um, That record just, it was something about, like, I didn't fully understand that I was was young, but I I could feel his pain. And Mm -hmm. I could see, like, everything that he was talking about, I saw it in my neighborhood. So I just wanted to always be that kind of creative person. So I was always a, I was kind of like a sing rapper at the time, was what you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I got started in the business. And I was in every boy band that you could, you know, think of. I thought I was gonna be boys to men. I thought I was gonna be Usher. Um, and I just didn't know, you know, I didn't understand the work it took as well. I didn't respect it at first. Yeah. I didn't know that these people that went on stage and made it look so easy. We're really putting in a lot of man hours, a lot of work, um, rehearsals, wardrobe, um, you know, showing up, doing these interviews such as we're doing now. Um, so I got a real tough lesson in it early because I was very happy-go-lucky. So I just thought, oh, I just want to sing. So I'm going to go out here and people are going to accept me and then I'm going to be singing. And I'm going to sing, that yeah. Not, uh, yeah, exactly. Because I'm, you know, I'm Walter Simons and I'm going to be famous. <laughs> um, but that is definitely not how it works. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of boy groups that failed, crashed and burned with my brother, Daniel Scott. Um, you know, I was out there shaking myself thinking I was sexy. <laughs> and of course, the day I'm at the airport is the day you get to, I've never been in the airport when the alarm went like, guys, this has gone off. Okay. I think it's about to go off. <laughs> All right. Now we go. <laughs> they must know I'm doing this interview. Today they, they is. They know you on the phone. Today is the day of all days where everything's just been interesting. This is real life right now. This is real life. Exactly. But I'm like, what what does the alarm go off for? I have no idea. I'm in the food court. So it could be for one of the the something. Yeah, but something does not like it's burning. Probably smoke. And it ain't my burger. Yeah, probably smoke. But ain't nobody running. So, you know, black people run when they see people running. As long as nobody's running, everything's good. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so silly. But, you know, and this is a prime example of how you support your friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is what I think a lot of people don't do enough of. They don't. You call, I answer, and I said, no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, I'm going to make sure we get this interview done today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's a. My success is not the only thing important to me. Your success is just important to me. Seeing you thrive and seeing the people around me grow. You know what I mean? Because if I'm around people that are not growing, then what are we really around each other for? Right, you like know, what are I'm we doing? I don't want to pull anybody down. Yeah, I want to be that iron that sharpens iron the same way you sharpen me. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. And there it is. You always answer. That is one thing I will say. Of course for you as a friend is that you always answered regardless of what was going on so I mean I've, I've always appreciated that because you're a genuine friend so I, I wizard I need to come up with a wizard name for you that is <laughs> Please too do, good actually, if you come up with my wizard we're making name, a win- and we're making dope. a meme I'm, I'm gonna get that tattoo that's hilarious I, okay I bet. love like, I really love Wizards and Gandalf and Harry Potter and all that. Shit. I love all that. Like, you could not, I would have been a hell of a wizard, too. Oh, I bet you would have. <laughs> okay. With that paperclip, what? Well, nobody going to know. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. So, uh, what's the dream now? I mean, obviously, since you didn't fulfill your, your full dream of becoming a, a worldly wizard, What's uh what's the dream today? <laughs> you know what? Um, I kind of feel like I'm still living the wizard's dream though, because I'm creating magic in a whole different way behind the scenes with mm-hmm. all the people 
that I work with and being a, I'm being a blessing to other people's lives. So many people ask me, what do you do? Because it's hard to pinpoint exactly what I do because I do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say, what I, what I would describe myself as, I'm a good vibe. I'm good energy. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's all you need to do or be to bring into somebody's life just to help them grow to see that there's something better as they travel down the road. Because life gets rough for us all. Mm-hmm. And as happy as I, you know, I look and as positive as my mindset is, you know, I've been through quite a bit. And I would say the dream now is just to continue my journey of helping people and helping people see themselves, not only the ways that I see them, but the way that they need to see themselves in the mirror and realize that they're dope just the way they are. Mm-hmm. And if I can do that through my PR, uh, my publicity, you know, the publicity that I do, the management, the marketing, that's always the secret sauce for everything I do. Is I'll phone the first phone call with any of my clients. I'll tell you, it started off more like a therapy session than it was um, a business you know, call. Actually, mm-hmm. a business call, and I'm I'm like preaching by the end of the call, and they're like, "Lucky, <laughs> I thought we were talking to do business." I said, "Yeah," I said, "But before we can do business, I need you to know that this is not the typical business you're gonna be doing with somebody else, and mm-hmm. you're working with somebody that is also spiritual and also." I'm not going to work with you if I don't believe in you. And if I believe in you, I can't believe in you more than you. Mm-hmm. So I need you to pick that up and start to believe in yourself and see the vision for your career and your dream so that when we work together, now we're having something explosive and you're really going to see your dream so yeah. it's full fruition rather than just bringing a half effort where I'm mm-hmm. building you up as we go along. I want to start right away. So I press the button immediately. And yeah. I'm like all up in their business yep. and just reminding them of their self-worth and how special yep. they are. And sometimes you need that. So I mean, I am, I'm living my dream. What makes you different, though, is that you genuinely care. You don't just say that. You genuinely care. People aren't just a number. They're not just a check. You'd rather, knowing you as well as I've gotten to know you, I feel like you'd rather pass on a great check than to ever compromise your integrity. So I love that about you. Yeah. Can I speak on that? Of course. And you are not lying. Because I've, I've, I've rejected checks um, simply because I knew there was somebody better that could do the job a little bit more unique to their skill set mm-hmm. rather than me taking on the job. Could I have done it? Could I have learned and made it happen? Of course. I'm a, I'm a quick learner. And I'll give you an example. There's a young lady by the name of Dawn Lewis. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I know the name. Um, she was on this sheet. She was in, like, I'm going to get you sucker. She was on um, the real, not the real world, um, a different world. She played the the head, the head dean, the black girl with the short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's also right now on Broadway and Tina Turner. So she called, um, her niece is a friend of mine. They called me to work with her. I got on the phone. We had a great conversation. And I agreed. I said, I can do some PR for you. I said, but what do you, what is your vision for the PR? And when she described it to me, I said, okay. I said, no. I said, this is not for me. I said, I can do it. I said, but since you're going back on Broadway, you need a, a publicist that specializes in the Broadway world that speaks the lingo, understands the time frames, so this way they could be more effective for you as we move forward. So then I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I got this beautiful lady, Don Lewis. And it so happens that my mom had known her, which is crazy. And then I was like, Smaller. do you have somebody for her? Yeah, so it took like three interviews, but we found the right fit for her. And she called me. She was like, Lucky, she said, you are really a, a special person. She said, because most people would have just took my money. She said, but you cared enough to pass me on to somebody that could do it better. And she said, I'm going to hire you. She said, just for that, I want to hire you to do some projects with me, some parties and stuff. And I said, no problem. I'm always going to be here. So even though I turned things down for the right reasons, it always came back to me in full circle with either that person or somebody else came with a bigger check that I was meant to, that was really meant for me and my expertise. And I'm all about making sure that it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about your vision, your dream, and where you're trying to go and what makes sense for you. And if that does, even if that means that I have to minus myself in the equation, then so be it. At least mm-hmm. I led you in the right direction. Yeah, and you do that very selflessly, too, which shows how passionate you are. How would you describe your growth throughout your journey so far, like your personal growth, because you've, I mean, you've come leaps and bounds throughout your story to where you are now. And you're so humble, like nobody would ever know 
how many industry friends you have, how much you've accomplished, because it's really mind blowing for one person. Because you're just, I feel like every day for you, it's almost like you're starting all over again. It's like a competition with yourself to try to be the best you can be. Yeah. And that's special. Yes. That's really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as my growth, I think my growth has been the most amazing growth that I can ask for, especially according to my journey. Because the one thing I always say as well is trust your journey. I tell people this all the time. And I know my path may have been unorthodox. Um, may have been unique, but it's what made me. And I don't I actually don't regret anything in my life. You know what I mean? Because people say they regret their this and that. Mm-hmm. I don't regret anything, whether it was good or bad, because I know that those are the things in my life that sharpened me and made me a better man, a better person, um, a better husband, a better um, a teacher, a better student. You know what I mean? Because you have mm-hmm. to also become you. If you are not a student of life, you are the crazy person because we can learn every day. I was telling one of my mentor, uh, one of my mentees, the other day. She was like, "Oh, I learned so much from you, and you know, I, you are the best mentor." And I was like, "Look, I was like, any mentor who thinks that he or she cannot learn from the mentee is a true fool, because I need them just as much as they need me. They teach me sometimes things that I didn't even realize. Because sometimes when I'm diagnosing them or I'm telling them something about themselves, I go, "Ooh." That was a mirror. I just looked at myself in that one. I just, you know, I just stepped on my own. Yeah. Um, and that's the beauty of being truthful and being honest with people um, and never cutting shorts with people. Um, whether they like me or not, the one thing I want people to walk away from me when they've met me is the truth. And sometimes a reality check, which is what something we all need. Yeah. And you're definitely 100% unfiltered, uncensored. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, for those of you that don't know Lucky, he's going to tell you what you want and don't want to hear all at the same time and not be worried about your feelings about it. He's going to be like, you offended, your feelings are hurt, you'll be fine, you'll get over it. But I, I really meant what I said, though. <laughs> so Yeah, I had a client, I would, a client just come back to me. He left me for five years because I kept telling him the truth about himself. But in those five years... He came back to me and said, Lucky, I wasted so much money the last five years on people who were just fluffing me and telling me bullshit. And then every time I ran into a problem, the solution was one of the solutions that you gave me five years ago, but I couldn't see it then because my ego was in the way. And I was like, brother, I get it. Mm-hmm. I said, I've been the same way sometimes. We all have a little bit of ego sometimes in certain specific areas of our lives, but it's about learning to let those go. And learning to listen to the voices around you that actually care about your growth and your career. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now, now I can't get him to send me money. <laughs> because, you know, he'll get on the phone with me for 20 minutes. He's like, I'm going to send you something, bro. I was like, look, you don't got to send me something every time. And right. I was like, make sure that payment on this day that was supposed to come through, make that sure goes- that comes through every time. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm asking for. Just be on time with your payments. Right. Right. We're not worried about the bonus part. Delivery and his advice. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So what advice would 20 year old Lucky give you now? 20 year old Lucky would probably just tell me I could be a little bit more courageous um, Mm -hmm. because I think I've lost a little bit of that spark. But that's also come with, you know, having heart surgery and slowing down a little bit in certain things. But the young lucky church would say, you know, don't, don't give that part up. You know yeah. what I mean? To keep being courageous, to keep pushing the envelope, um, to keep taking the big risks like you've always taken, because that's always been the, the blessing in my life, is taking those crazy risks or jumping out the window when other people want to walk down the stairs. Um, those like are you. the moments that carried me through. You know what I mean? That just made me who I am today. So mm-hmm. just the courage part would be the only thing, because I think... In the hindsight being 2020, I think today he's lucky. So would have a lot more to teach the younger version of me because I was moving as, as risky as I was. I was also moving timid in many ways. And I also didn't see myself the way I see myself today. Mm-hmm. And knowledge of self. I remember all those five percenters used to always preach that in the hood. But people don't understand how true, true that stuff really is, man seeing yourself understanding yourself understanding your flaws knowing what makes you tick knowing what makes you angry these are all things that if we were self-aware 
we could avoid so much more problems in our lives because we are usually magnets for problems just because we're not aware of ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. It's crazy where your journey can take you. I mean, I think for those of us that know you or even people that might follow you on social media, I think we're all pretty well acquainted with the fact that you're really in love with your best friend. Is it safe yes. to say that that's the most meaningful relationship that you've had in your life, just generally? Because you guys have been through a lot it's, together. It's been it's been a long uh, time, yeah. right? It's not yeah, a new relationship, made, people. <laughs> not at all. We just made 25 this year. We made 25 years. Incredible. Uh, so Incredible. Blessing, I, I would say out of all my relationships, it's definitely at the top of my life because she pushes me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's a reminder of when I'm smelling myself, as my parents used to say. Um, <laughs> she is literally the protector of my heart. And I mean that, you know, in every shape or form, however you can put that phrase, I mean it in every way. From literally always watching my back when I was when I was younger. And she would always be able to sense the person that I didn't trust before I did. Mm-hmm. Like it would be, she would just meet them for five minutes. She's like, mm, I ain't sure about him. And I'm like, babe, you just met him for five minutes, right? And you got the, but then, then five years later, I was like, damn, he was right five years ago. Like, and she's so probably like, mm-hmm. high school, yeah. She's like, I told you, I told you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the same way I school people and I teach people, it's the same way she kind of in my life doing that to me. Between her, and my mom, um, and some of my mentors and. Even my mentees, like I said, they all shop at me and keep me the fucking line. And we all need it, you know what I mean? But she is my rock, uh, my everything, and I'm being here for her now because uh, we're just suffering a very big loss for her. her mm-hmm. My dad just passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear um, that. And sending blessings to the Vongarad family. But her father was also another one. Just full of knowledge, man. And I just remember the time being able to sit there with him and just talk and the knowledge that he would drip on me, man, you, I mean, unbelievable. And sometimes I wouldn't catch it right away. Mm. You ever had that person who gave you knowledge and you didn't hear it then, but then you took a walk and or something happened, then you heard their voice immediately when you went mm-hmm. into that situation? Mm-hmm. That's what her dad was like for me. Definitely yeah. uh, a very positive light in my life. Um, but it's not surprising because he created her, you know what I mean? Right. That's that's from his loins. So she's one of the hardest working women I know. Mm-hmm. People, forget women, people. Um, gets up to her job and does her job to perfection. Um, if I could be as organized as her, oh my God, I'd probably be a billionaire by now. <laughs> I'd be a billionaire. I'd be a billionaire. That's the one thing I don't have that she has. Yeah. Like she's super organized. She got her shit together. Um, she always checks me on that, by the way. <laughs> So in case you yeah. didn't know, now you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the true definition of high school sweethearts and best friends. I love that. I'm like, one day, one day I'll find that. <laughs> but then you know what? That's the, that's the other thing I always tell people, too. Because people look at our relationship and they go, oh, it's the same thing. Like, one day. I'm like, look, if you've ever experienced love in any way in your life, you are blessed because there's so mm-hmm. many people that don't experience love. Yeah. And it doesn't always have to come from a companion that you're rolling with. You know what I mean? It could be that friend. It could be that, that um, you know, somebody that you see it when you go to the grocery store every time and y'all just acknowledge each other and have great conversations. Mm-hmm. Whatever that form of love that you get to experience in your life, treasure it, man. Yeah. Treasure it because we just don't realize, you know, because we're so busy looking for other things. And people think our relationship is perfect. I'm like, I'm like, our relationship is far from perfect. Yeah. But we're perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, people think you get into a relationship and it's going to be fucking roses and daisies every day when it's not. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's hard work. It's loving each other through the flaws. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's true love. You know, true love is not ownership. It's not trying to change something. It's more about it really accepting something for what it is and loving it no matter what it becomes. Yeah, and that's when I you know that. that you don't have true love. That's almost like a mother's love. When a, a mother can still love her son that has been a murderer, nobody understands that love because that's what true love really is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we're on the other side of it, and we're like, nobody murdered my son, or he murdered this person. Yeah, but you, you know, when you say you love, do you really love mm-hmm. someone? Do you love that person? Are you willing to ride with them through the ups and downs, the 
fits, you know what I mean? The, the, the medical issues, you know what I mean? Like it takes a lot to really say you love. And even when I, I'll translate it also into people's careers, mm-hmm. I tell people, you say you love your career, you have to love it so much that you have to be willing to understand that you might not be successful at it. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. That's mm-hmm. true love. Because sometimes your part of the journey is not to be successful. Sometimes your part is to be the seed that was planted, that grew the tree, that fed the fruit to the next person who is now going to be the celebrity but was inspired by your work or inspired by what you did. Or if that tree was never there, maybe they would have never got that fruit. Mm-hmm. So we all have to we all have to trust our journey and understand that every part of our journey, no matter the ups and downs, is valuable. And it may not be towards our own success, but it may be pushing towards, towards the else's. next person mm-hmm. who's going to be successful in your journey. So that's real love. That's yeah. the real love of the crowd. Yeah, unconditional. And that's the love I have for what I do. Unconditional. Clearly. What? You? What means the most to you today? Of all things, what means the most? Life life because when you go through the things that I've been through mm-hmm. or the things that I've been privileged to witness mm-hmm. you realize that every day that you live is a precious moment so every time that I wake my open my eyes I'm thankful I'm not yeah. looking like I'm not chasing down the new car the new house I'm not chasing down none of that stuff anymore that those blessings are now starting to flow into my life because I'm not looking for them um, I'm just treasuring the fact that I wake up and I see my wife there um, that I could breathe, that, you know, I got 10 toes that hit the floor and I got fingers, you know, mm-hmm. it's the little things that I'm more thankful for more, more than anything else in my life. And anything else that comes with that is just the fucking icing and cherries on the cake. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm glad for anything extra, but I know the simple things are what rooted me and what are going to help me stay humble and stay the man mm-hmm. that I am. So if you could have any one wish today right now what would that wish be if i had a wish right now literally mm-hmm. just off the top of my head it would it's crazy to sounds it would just be to give my wife five more minutes with her dad mm-hmm. that would be my wish um because i understand what it's like when you lose somebody and you 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 you, you saw them just the day before but Sometimes we don't feel complete. We don't feel like we had time to fully just express that one last message. And if we had five more minutes to mm. hold the things we would say. Mm. So that would yeah. be probably my biggest wish at this current moment, which just to give her that time back. Um, but other than that, it would just to be continue to be happy. <laughs> my wishes are now so simple. I think back if you asked me like maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. it would have been like, oh, I want a yacht. I want this. I want a mansion. Yeah. And none of that shit, what I've realized is none of that shit really matters if you're not happy. I feel and like. I, and I would just. Yeah. Happiness is the one thing that everyone strives for, but I think genuinely few people really achieve. And I think that would be my overall wish would be that everybody that has experienced life and breath will get that one moment of happiness. Mm-hmm. Just once. Because I know so many people who didn't, who haven't experienced that, who have been in countries that are really third world countries and they just don't get the opportunities mm-hmm. that we have, don't have a meal on their plate every day. But sometimes those people are even happier than us with all the things we have and their amenities. But it's the little um, things in life. That's what's crazy. Yeah. That make, yeah. when I go back home to Spain, it checks me every time. It humbles yeah. me, it grounds me immediately because here it's like, you got to have the next big thing, car, bags, electronics, all this stuff. I go back home, yeah. nobody cares about designers. Nobody cares about what car you drive. They definitely don't care mm-hmm. about your house that much. It's like, you cool, you're not cool. That's about exactly. it. And, um, exactly. It's, it's cool to see that. Um, but, you know, I did want to ask you because I know you've had two heart procedures. And... I share a similar sentiment because I I didn't experience it quite to the full extent you did because it wasn't open heart surgery, but I've battled with heart issues for many years and wow. I just wanted to hear, I mean, I had a five and a half hour procedure when I was in LA and wow. 
I was so sick. I didn't think I was going to make it. And that doctor changed my life for the better. But for you, the fact that you've gone through and every time I've talked to you before surgery, after surgery, your state of mind is the same. You're just so grateful, so calm and collected. I think at times that people would be freaking out. You're just yeah. like, it's going to be fine. I'm fine. I'm great. And I'm like, where do you, where do you find this from? I mean, that's, you've been through so much. The only thing I can attribute that to is actually God and my, 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 the belief in the higher power. Cause I don't understand it at times. There's certain times mm -hmm. where I'm like, I should be freaking out right now. But I'm, I just, I don't know. It's just not in me to freak out. Um, I've just always had this self-composure, and I think it comes from being abused as a kid mm -hmm. and going through so much as a kid. Um, I'm talking about, like, being beat with, like, metal pipes, and, I mean, you would not even imagine wow. and where that would turn other people into, you know, literal psychopaths or just, like, a, a total different journey. I just chose different for myself. I realized that the mindset is the most powerful thing. Mm -hmm. If you believe that, you, you know, believing that you're going to survive is mm -hmm. really literally half the battle. You know what yeah. I mean? And I've always saw past everything that was going wrong in my life. I could always see like, okay, I'm going through this. I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be dragged down, but there's a better day. Yeah. And I, but you know what? I have to also credit that too, a little bit to my grandmother, mm -hmm. even though we didn't get along much. She always had that attitude of like, oh, it's going to be okay, baby. Don't worry. It's going to, you know, tomorrow's another day. You're going to, if you're blessed to see tomorrow, you can start over and try again. You know what I mean? So I never thought that any moment would be the end all for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. It does. Um, it's in, I also realized that that mindset is also a very powerful gift that I'm blessed to have. Mm -hmm. Um because sometimes I've been put in situations where other people are freaking out and sometimes just my presence alone calms them down to know that it's going to be okay. Um, I can so definitely see that. that. Yeah. I'm just glad that that gift has been given to me, but also into the people around me. Cause remember I told you the story when I had my first heart surgery, mm -hmm. I remember the nurses, you know, they were all freaking out and, and I had, you know, I had two tears came down my cheek and I was like, okay. I was like, so let's get to surgery. And they looked at me like, let's get to surgery. He's like, did you just, did you hear did what we you just process? told you? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you have 10% chance to live. And so I was like, so I was like, if I got 10% chance, we don't have time to waste. Let's fuck this 10% up and make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that energy also gave the doctors like less fear. Yeah. Because I laid on the table and those doctors did something to me. It always makes me emotional. So I had to gather myself for a second. I remember the doctors praying for me on the table. And there was this Jewish man who I know was Jewish, was, you know, probably a totally different religion for me, but he prayed for me before he did the surgery. Like, do you know how beautiful, beautiful that is? Mm -hmm. And probably something that they could get in trouble for, to be honest, because they're not supposed to bring that kind of stuff into the surgery room. Yeah. But I was thankful for it. Yeah. And I knew that it was because of how I approached them and the light that I showed them and the positivity. Um, and, um, and matter of fact, when the phone call I got before surgery, I called everybody in my phone book. Nobody answers. And then I said, well, let me call my business partner, Ty. And if everybody doesn't know, Ty Hunter is my business partner. Mm -hmm. He's a creative director, stylist for Billy Porter, worked with Beyonce for over 20 years. Um, but I called him that morning. He was the only person that answered his phone. He answered on the first ring, okay? Mm -hmm. 6.30 in the morning. And I was like, bro, I'm about to go into heart surgery. He was like, what? I say, yeah, I'm about to go for heart surgery. It's an emergency, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, well, call me after surgery. He said, you're going to be fine. God got you. He's like, your work is not finished on this earth, Lucky. He says, so regardless of what's in the back of your mind, get rid of that because God got you. He's like, now hang up this phone and go do your surgery. If not, so I'll see you when I can come to the recovery room. I love you. Do you understand how powerful that mindset is? Mm -hmm. To just be able to tell somebody that. Because most people would, heart surgery, oh, my God. Lucky. And that, that panic makes you panic mm -hmm. when other mm -hmm. people panic yeah so god, god aligned somebody in my life to be a reflection of who i was exactly to everybody to else mm -hmm. 
back to myself. And this is one of the first time I realized the power that I had on other people. And not only realized the power, but I just, I respected it more. Yeah. Have you ever stopped to think that, that... that, oh, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to, because I also take it as a responsibility. Yeah, it is. It is. Have you ever stopped to think that it was meant for everybody else to not answer so that he would be the person to answer the call? You took the words right out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I was like, that was the only person meant to answer the call. Yeah. If anybody else, they would have freaked out. And like, I know my one of my aunts or my brother, I would have been a nervous wreck going into that surgery. And that makes the heart rate go faster. I laid right on that metal table, butt naked. Mm -hmm. It was like, let's do this. You know what I mean? Right. And what a, what a blessing it was. I'm just glad that I made it out safely. And then, you know, having two surgeries like that, you know what I mean? Because I know there's so Crazy. many people who didn't make it past the one. Yeah. And, you know, with a, walking around with an aneurysm and people don't survive that shit. No, they don't. So I wake up. This is why I wake up every day thankful. Uh, every day. And if I could be a blessing to somebody every day, that's what I live my life to do. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just one a day. If I could just bless somebody and give them advice, give them a kind word, help them in business, whatever I can do. I try to make sure I at least do one a day every day. Because I understand that that's a, a gift that I've been given. So I have to share with as many people as I can, as long as I let. Yeah. And you definitely do that in leaps and bounds. And you do it very selflessly. Uh, what, um, at this point now, with everything you've been through, what do you look forward to the most in the future? With everything that oh, you've got going on now? With everything that I have going on now, I'm looking forward to more growth. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking forward to just every day. I'm not really counting the days anymore i'm just thankful that they come you know what i mean um but i'm also looking forward to seeing my nieces and nephews grow up yeah. seeing the future generations you know what i mean to go into my nieces and nephews weddings um to one day hopefully having a baby or a child of my own with mm -hmm. my wife you know what i mean um uh, whether we adopt or however that goes no matter what i just want to have a child in our life um so because i know now that i'm more ready for parenthood than i ever was Mm -hmm. um, that's something that actually scared me earlier in life because I was went through so much abuse that that's a lot good. of times mm -hmm. people who are abused, they, re they repeat it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was very scared to have kids early in my life. But now I know I'm at a place where I'm stronger than that. I, I would never, you know, do something like that to a child. Um, but, you, you know, it just took a long time to get out of that mindset of the yeah. fear. Of what that if fear. I do this? What yeah. if I'm like my grandfather? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and plus my wife will make up fucking amazing mom you guys would be great parents what you're like yeah. the ultimate parent duo and you'd be the coolest parents ever too you'd be the dad uh, like cutting up you. at the dances you know uh, oh you better believe <laughs> it you better believe it <laughs> i got to my I, i've been prepared for my kids to act up in school because yeah. i would be the kid i would be the father that pulls up dressed in a jerome rome outfit and embarrass my kids at school so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat you I'm embarrassed. I'm yeah. embarrassed you enough <laughs> to where you won't even want to do it again. Right? Like, nah, exactly. forget it. My dad gonna roll up. I'm good. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm gonna show up in one of my show up in one of my bonnets. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Call it a day and be like, no, that's my son. Uh, that, that guy right there. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's, that's all me. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. So I've got one more question for you. So flash forward a century in wizard years whatever you want to call it because we got to figure out your wizard over there, name. Over there. <laughs> um how would you want to be remembered looking back on your journey your story the relationships you have with all these incredible people how would you want people to always remember you i would just want to be remembered as the only word i can come up with is kind of like a healer um mm -hmm. And I mean that from a business standpoint to a business. No matter what you do with people, you gotta pour that love into it. And I just feel good when I'm helping people feel complete. And I just want to be known as somebody who who loved hard, mm -hmm. who worked hard, who was a ball of fun, was a jokester, a trickster. You know what I mean? Always. Um, could be <laughs> could be serious, but will make you laugh at the same time to your guts fall out. Um. And I just want to be remembered as an overall good person who really made a difference in people's lives. Even if it's just one person, I don't give a fuck who it is. 
I just really want to be that person who inspired others to be more, not like me in general, but be thoughtful and caring to their brothers and sisters of the planet. Mm -hmm. We don't show each other enough love. We always, we're on a, you know, we're pushing, we're shoving. We want to go, we want to hurry up. We want to rush through life. Always in a hurry. And life Mm -hmm. is about like, yeah, life is about balance. Life is about love. Um, love is love. Life is about treasuring every little moment, every little breath. So I want to be remembered as a person who instilled that into every person and every business aspect of his life, and kind of was like a a gardener of emotions. You know what I mean? I love that. That's beautiful. And that's that's how and that's how I pollinated the world with that with that love that I just spread to everybody and just hope that you know little pieces of me will grow in them. To help them see and grow and be a better version of themselves yeah there's definitely a big difference between living and existing that's for sure and a lot of that people don't truth. understand that but there's a very big difference i'm so happy we got to have this little chat today and that you took time so... out of your crazy day today from the barber shop to the headphone to the airport alarm we done gone through it today <laughs> but we, we made, made it happen, happen. <laughs> And this is what you do Jinx. for your real friends, the people that you yeah. love. You got to. Yeah, we said that. Man. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. Twice. I yeah. love that. But yeah. this is really what, what friendship is about. And I think enough people don't do yeah. this, you know. And I mean, I, I know sometimes I feel like I tell you a lot, but I like love and appreciate you so much. You're seriously one of the most beautiful people inside and out that I've ever met. So I feel really lucky, no pun intended, to have come across you like six years ago, you know? One of the greatest things that I think has ever happened to me. So I love you, appreciate you, think the world of you, and definitely wishing you guys safe travels, sending lots of love to you and your wife. We're about to go to the gate now. After I scarf down this uh, this little bit of food and then I'm heading right to the gate because our flight takes off at 7 about about half an hour for now the weather's good though right so you're not going to be stuck in like any weird turbulence yeah perfect the weather's beautiful yeah and thank you for just being a light in my life queen and please i am depending on you for my wizard name okay no pressure all right no pressure (laughs) i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna work on that So make sure you you guys stay safe i love you too and um i'll be checking on you guys in a couple days to see how your trip went. All right, queen. All righty. All right. Bye. Bye.